Hey, everybody, this is Mark. We're going to get into the episode in a minute. But first, a very, very special announcement. Muffed Movies is going to be doing our first live show ever on Saturday, May 6th at 4.30 at the Otherworld Theater, which is right here in Chicago, Illinois, at 3914 North Clark Street. We're going to be performing at 4.30 in their Bradbury Theater performance space. And when I say me, I mean it's me and Dave Stecco, baby, of Blurry Photos fame. We're going to be part of the May the 4th uh, week-long Star Wars programming at this theater, and we are going to be muffing the famous Phantom Menace, a movie that has basically muffed itself already. Um, Tickets are available at the door only. I'm sorry you can't pre-order them, Um, but please, if you're in the Chicago area or nearby, come on down to Otherworld Theater on May the 6th and see me and Stecco and shake our hands and laugh at our jokes or not. You know, it's entirely up to you. It's your life. Uh, So we hope to see you there. And I hope this isn't the last live show I do either. Um, That sounds like I'm dying. I'm not dying. I hope this isn't the last Muff Movies live we do either. Uh, If there are more of them, I will let you know. And if there aren't, it'll just be, you know, the usual dead silence. So thank you and enjoy this episode. Hello. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I instantly regret my own voice. <laughs> Welcome to Muffed Movies. I'm your host, Mark Soloff. This is the podcast where we satirize classic movies using only our memories and some tiny notes. This episode was recorded on May 19th, 2022, with very special guest host, Dave Stecco. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to Muffed Movies. Ow! Hello, husky dogs out there. <laughs> I'm Mark Soloff, and today on the show, we have a very special, very sacred guest, Dave Secco! <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned the sarcosanct nature of my guestery. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for taking time away from your parish to uh, come and do the show. Well, you know, I've got a larger flock to attend to, so, you know, this whatever gets the word out. I've started this cult, and uh, I, I mean to see it through all the way to a fiery <laughs> standoff with the FBI. Now, dear listener, if you don't know Dave Stecco yet, <laughs> you simply must. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you've never been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, was on uh, the Blurry Photos podcast for a bajillion years, as well as the Candy Chat podcast. Uh, legendary improviser of Chicago lore. Um <laughs> So I hope you know him from there. Uh, otherwise, you're in for a treat. He was also our special guest on the Mad Max episode. Speaking of which, <coughs> Stecco, yeah. today we are going to be muffing the, oh my God, the sequel that everybody's been waiting for. That's right. The clamoring. <laughs> That's right. The um, The sequel to Mad Max called The Road Warrior. Yeah. Uh because Mad Max left a lot of unanswered questions. Oh, a lot of he left a lot of unanswered questions and unhealed friends and family. And <laughs> he left a lot. There was a lot left to tell. He went out for SIGs and he had a a whole another two movies <laughs> to uh, explore. Man, what what a what what a world it would be if like in the middle of Thunderdome, you saw in the background a one-armed lady going, there he is, you <laughs> son of a bitch. 
<laughs> you owe me alimony. <laughs> oh. Um. So, Dave, thank you for being here today. Oh, I am delighted. This is uh, I. I'm a huge fan of all Mad Maxery, and I'm an even bigger fan of all Mark Solofery. So, mm. <laughs> well, that's a phrase I'll probably not use again. But we were both here for it. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, to my uh, beloved listeners, please know right now I'm getting over COVID, so <laughs> you might hear uh, a couple of coughs um, throughout the show. I apologize for that, but I mean, what are you going to do? These are the times we live in. Yeah, I, 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 I admire you like making sure to get it. <laughs> Just like, hey, I'm not going to let this pass me by. It's it's been sweeping the nation. I don't want to miss out. I wasn't an early adopter, but I'm <laughs> figuring it out. FOMO got your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, Dave, before we begin, is there anything you'd like to plug and or where can people find you? Yeah, if, if you enjoy this and haven't heard me before, you listen to uh, the first 200 episodes of Blurry Photos and its associated progeny. Uh, the uh, candy chat is a ton of fun. And um, and also other episodes of this very podcast, Muff Movies. The very same podcast. <laughs> the very same, my dear boy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and others, we, Muff Movies Theater, presents The Road Warrior. It is a time of post-apocalyptic adventure. Mel Gibson, a.k.a. Max Rakatansky, known as the Road Warrior, once a police officer, now a mean anti-hero, patrols the mean roads of post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland looking for the most precious resource of all, the sweet juice, gasoline. We find Max driving like a bat out of hell, his steely blue eyes on the horizon, and the violent future that may ensue. I kind of had to not listen to what you were saying so that I would <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> there it is. That's what you do. Just don't listen to anybody else. Know what you're going to do. That's improv. Get in there and do it. Yeah, just say everything as much as possible, regardless of what anyone else is doing. <laughs> uh, smash cut! <clears throat> the ex... <coughs> Great. The exterior Australian post-apocalyptic highway. We see the sweet, souped-up V8 cruiser, perhaps the last V8 hot rod in existence upon this wasted, blasted oith. <laughs> behind the wheels is the leather-clad Macaulay Culkin. No, <laughs> that's just a picture. It's actually Mel Gibson. <laughs> he... <laughs> he... Chucks the Polaroid out the window. Don't need that anymore. <laughs> and his dog, whose name is just Dog, uh, woofs with the intelligence of a man twice his age. Max Rakitinsky is hot on the asphalt, driving in the chrome sun. 
uh, smoking durries and looking behind him in the mirror uh, at the ghosts of his uh, difficult, strenuous past. But what's this? He sees uh, bandit marauders uh, pursuing him coming up from the rear with their crazy clown cars covered in junk and spikes and skulls and debris and chrome and lighters and <laughs> broken glass and all sorts of things. Fast food wrappers. They're just filthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expended uh, cans of aerosol just like, fuck the ozone, mate. <laughs> Uh-oh, Max thinks to himself, low lifes. <laughs> Struth, they're after me stubbies and menthols. Best hit it back into overdrive. Right, dog? That's right, Max, <laughs> says the dog. That's right, Max. Hit the hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> the dog <clears throat> lights a stogie and cracks open a sweet Colt 45. <laughs> Hold on to your butt, dog. Max locks in fast mode onto his dash panel gachanka button and uh, he is flying, zipping, roaring away from these jerks. He looks back in his rear view mirror and he sees uh, what can only be uh, a hero villain, <laughs> one who has extra hit points, and who I'm sure we'll see again. It's his hit bar is yellow, not red. <laughs> yeah, it's Wes, the uh, punk rock kind of a uh, crow feather necked, red mohawked, like tire armor, shoulder pauldroned, assless chaps wearing oh. guy. Like, they they made this guy the costumer, and he just sat back and took a deep breath and said, give me a hundred more of these. We'll never <laughs> stop making these movies. Like, <laughs> this guy, he is the absolute perfect wasteland lunatic. Yeah, he's the prototype. Any If you've ever played Fallout, any of the raiders from the wasteland, this guy is the template. Yep. Um, uh, like chained up behind him um Another hugging him tight template <laughs> yeah <laughs> hugging him tightly around the waist is a beautiful lady wait what <laughs> record skip it's a beautiful boy um of age all right let's establish yep. that it is <clears throat> a a waifish young otter of a man with a uh, flowing <laughs> scandinavian golden tresses um and Either no shirt or like a bondage harness. It's the you know, latter. It's definitely the latter. Yeah. But you know, like the 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 fall of uh the black fuel that that the from the world that was uh was necessary to create a world of perfect inclusion. Oh yeah. There's, um there's no judgment out here on the wastes. But it appears that um kink is definitely in vogue in the wasteland. Yeah. Because for no reason that I can fathom, uh, Wes, this badass, like, leader of mercenaries, is wearing assless chaps. Like, you see this guy's cheeks prominently on display oh. many, many times. Yeah, so they, they should have gotten their own credits, like, before the title card came up. 
Yeah, they were doing some stunts of their own. And you know what? I mean, in the first movie, the like chief of the future police <clears throat> yeah. was kind of like a big leather daddy who wore a scarf. Mm-hmm. And like th- I feel like that was just skirting the edge of insinuation. And this one is just f- full on jumped into the pool of like, hey, you like the International Leatherman Festival? Well, here's the movie for you. Yeah, this is a society on a very clear path. <laughs> There's you can see you can see all the parts, the constituent pieces coming together to form a world. And uh, and in that I, you know, George Miller, I salute you because, yeah, you know, he's there's a very there's a consistency. There's a line of 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 uh, acceleration throughout these films. I feel like 80s films, at least American 80s films. Um, There's a ton of like macho, machismo, testosterone with just a drizzling of homoeroticism, like the volleyball and Top Gun or or like Arnold and Carl Weathers, like clasping hands and flexing their muscles at the same time in Predator. And the four second camera shot of that. Yeah. (laughs) like You son of a bitch, come over here. (laughs) Um, but I, I really, I appreciate that this one is so, so nakedly, uh, uh, cheeky. Speaking of cheeky, woo, couple of didgeridoos running up on Mad Max. <laughs> they get him in the old one, two, left, right. <laughs> That's right. Um, they're doing, you know, the, it's just a classic wasteland pincer maneuver. Yep. Uh, a motorcycle and a, a crazy hell car um, flank Max's sweet V8 hot rod on either side. <clears throat> Max has both windows open because the AC is off and <laughs> got to save gas, right? Exactly. Um, and some pinhead in his spike car takes a crossbow out with a, a tiny silver arrow. I'm glad to see the introduction of crossbows yes. in this in the sequel to Mad Max. It's like they're out of uh, bullets and now they're going back to ye olde times. The, exactly. It's every, it, it is, I mean, like, this is what Ren Fairs should be. They should be of like a future apocalypse with old timey weapons. That is, that is the, that's the nexus that I would be at every weekend. Yeah. I, I support you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Uh, Pinhead number one uh, yells at Max through the car window to his boss, Wes. Hey, boss, check this out. (laughs) We're going to make some shish kebabs. (laughs) He fires his crossbow, but unfortunately for him, Max Max Rakatansky wasn't born yesterday. Sounds like trouble, eh, dog? (laughs) Reckon I'm giving the old acme. (laughs) <laughs> he slams on the brakes and chucks a live squid out the passenger side window and the crazy pinhead's car hits that squid ink uh, slides hither and thither magic. <laughs> and he loses his crossbow bolt right into his boss's uh, side oh crikey <laughs> It's a stinger. <laughs> uh, 
uh, God damn it. I wish I had like better cheesy 80s one-liners to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, all roads lead to Arrow or some, some shit. <laughs> anyway, ha ha ha, says the dog, taking a cigar out of his mouth. Looks like they got the point. <laughs> Max high-fives him. Uh, Wes uh, 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 wobbles and, and jobbles and pulls over to the side of the road. Oh, he is wounded, but he's not out of the game, folks. Uh, his steely eyes, looking into his rearview mirror, sees one final car, a marauder escapade. <laughs> a, a sensible family car for marauders. And in it is a guy, a hands on 10 and 2. He's very focused on just driving and crashing into Mad Max. He's not going to waste any time with fancy crossbow tricks or anything like that. Um, Max looks at his gas gauge. Oh, no, I'm down to a scant few litras, which probably means that I'm low on gas. Americans. <laughs> But fortunately for Max, just like in Mad Max 1, there's a lot of conveniently placed wrecked vehicles on the highway. <laughs> oh, I'll just use those. Max weaves in and out like a excellent X-Wing fighter darting around the tunnel trench. And, of course, the hapless motorist cannot keep up with this super-talented super cop. Yeah, the V8's the only vehicle that can do a barrel roll on the highway. No other car can follow that. Yeah. Max listens to the dead voice of his old flight instructor, uh, Peppy the Hare. Do barrel roll! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the voice of Goose. I, I, I survived. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I looked for you. Max, please, please, you're getting out of radio signal rage. Please come back to Melbourne. <laughs> the ghosts of my past haunt me through this CB radio. It's not even plugged in. It's not even plugged in. <laughs> Max miraculously spins his car in midair, distracting the marauder and causing him to fart into a caravan of wasted cars. His car flips, ramps over, and nards all over the road. <laughs> it's just like splatting into hot paste. Jaloos floating out of every window. <laughs> Sebulba uh, skids to a halt in his wrecked pod. Ah, poodle, he says. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Max, uh, realizing he's just on going on fumes right now, slows his car to a halt. He uh, steps out of the vehicle and appraises his handiwork. At this point, you will see the Mad Max leave his vehicle, cautious, eyes on the horizon, knowing that today he must score some petrol. At this point, he will approach the petrol, making sure once again the horizon is clear of Rivas or any other attackers, sopping up what precious, precious petrol there is on the ground. Helmets, buckets, tin cups, whatever he can find put to hand. When his expert hearing, honed from years and years of carefully <laughs> feasting on the dead carcasses of other cars, <laughs> he hears a lone motorcycle crest the hill. 
It's Wes and his uh, his quote unquote roommate. <laughs> just some bachelors enjoying their early twenties. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> hey, motherfucker, says Wes. You may have won the day, but you haven't won the war. We're going to come back and we're going to build a wall and you're going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boss. Yeah, tell him. <laughs> um, Wes, uh, Pat's. Uh, the golden boy, who has no other name other than the golden boy, on his beautiful locks, says, Come on, lover. <laughs> this scene is beat. Let's find somewhere else to dance. <clears throat> they tear off like two cowardly coyotes on a motorbike. Max uh, gives them a lingering glare. Yeah, that's what I thought, he <laughs> says. Suddenly, and I think this happens, I don't think I was hallucinating it, like a bandaged, uh, horrified, like, zombie-esque arm shoots out of some of the debris of one of the ruined cars. Yeah, he opens the door. Oh, okay, that's why. (laughs) Says whatever human being is suffering in there. Is that um, the pinhead who he crashed, or is that just a different motorist? I think that was just a guy in the the truck, and there's like, (laughs) that that is a classic uh, uh, Mad Max thing. It's like the one frame shot of like a disfigured head. Every oh, movie, yeah, yeah. like, like you, you're not even sure what you saw, and that's the way they want it. That's right. I totally forgot. Like a, a puffy eyeballed, like, <clears throat> 1980s sci-fi cadaver falls out of the car. It's all. It's it's kind of total recall. Yeah. You know, remember when he goes on Mars and his eyes bug out? And clenched in his in his just puffy, rotten hand is uh, a Microsoft Zune. <laughs> Early adopter. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Max uh, pries it out of his hand and uh, uh, pushes play. And mm-hmm. uh, El DeBarge's Who's Johnny just starts <laughs> echoing hauntingly through the uh, the whole crash site. That's a very good song. Let's hear a little bit of that, Dave. We all know what El DeBarge's Here's Johnny sounds like. <laughs> Am I really? That's just me? I mean... I have no idea what song you're talking about. Really? Uh, Weird Al even covered it. He did a... What? Yeah, he did a uh, 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 an Ed McMahon Here's Johnny. Uh, He's, uh, yeah. It was uh, It was the... <laughs> The big breakout hit song from Short Circuit. <laughs> I do recall Short Circuit. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna make an editorial choice and say it's it's not playing that song I don't know, and instead it's playing "Take on Me" by Aha. <laughs> you know what? That is what having a a firm hand on the helm of the ship is for. <laughs> Sorry, man. This ain't no union shop. <laughs> <laughs> and if memory serves, I think the Take On Me video does feature like uh, a leather-clad biker. It does. Ah. And a lot of pencil sketches. Yeah. I think we got everything we need from that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later that day. <laughs> 
unpaved road. Oh, wait. Smash cut to an unpaved road. Max, uh, having ingested a small amount of gasoline, <laughs> which I think this movie is the start of them calling it gasoline. I, I agree. I, I, you're absolutely right. I, I noticed that. Although in the, it, they, they didn't do that in the, the captioning. No, yes. I also watched it with captions on. <laughs> but I can't tell if it's just like that's people speaking the word gasoline poorly or if that's a conscious choice in the script. I mean, I'll take it. I feel like they went back and forth like different people, but I, I'm going to call it gasoline, and I, I think that was a, a – I think some people made a choice, and then later mm-hmm. on he was like, I, Struth, I'll like that choice. <laughs> Well, uh, the reason it's called guzzling is because you gotta guzzle that shit while it's there. It's the most precious fluid you could ever dream of. Fuck fresh water. Fuck food. People got places to drive. I have this rag I've been soaking in it, and I just chew on it for hours. (laughs) You're soaking in it. (laughs) Max, uh driving along an old country road, suddenly spots one of those vehicles that, like, really, as far as I can tell, existed only from the, like, 60s to the late 80s, and that is a one-person helicopter, um, which in the closed captions is called the autogyro. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that exists only in movies. It's like that that jetpack that they were, like, you know, they'd throw it into like a James Bond movie. It's like one of those yes. things that exists only as like a, a thing in a movie. I've only ever seen this kind of thing in like a old um, pre-Dalton, maybe even Sean Connery James Bond movie. Definitely Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I, I'll say this, though. I like to believe in my in my heart that that was the fourth one that Max had passed that day. And he finally was like, all right, I'll see what's going on with these things. <laughs> yeah, I'll check them out. It's, they're like divvy bikes or <laughs> whatever rent-a-bike you have in your city. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Max is looking at this sort of skeletal one-man helicopter. It seems to be abandoned. And he notices, what? Mmm, <laughs> the delicious aroma of poison snake. Just... Uh, just basking in the sunlight, sort of pre-grilling itself. Um, it's just menacingly uh, wrapped around the the uh, the sex pivot of the auto gyro. Hey, you know, you know a lot about these things, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I went to pilot school. <laughs> Hey, Max, wouldn't you like to snack on a snake like me? And he's now the autogyro also had some pretty erotic nose art or, oh, did or it? aileron art. There was like, yeah, there was a pretty sassy topless lady on there, which I think is what Max, what really drew him out of the car. He didn't notice oh. the snake till he got closer. And he was like, whoa, this place serves appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my bachelor party here. Uh, Come down to auto gyros. (laughs) Max, uh, upon seeing the uh, the venomous uh, viper, settles into his best snake fighting stance. Feet shoulder width apart, arms Mm -hmm. out, 
and he starts with the eye contact and a slow, just bobbing left and right. Mm-hmm. He's going to get this snake. This would be more impressive if we had not already already learned from um, Paul Hogan that <laughs> just about any Australian is capable of mesmerizing <laughs> any wild animal that they find in the outback. It's true. It's true. He could have just put that snake to sleep. Mm, but that's not Mad Max's style. He's mad. He's so angry. To the max. (laughs) Hey, I'll make you a deal. I'll give you an apple, and it will open your eyes. Fuck! (laughs) Max (laughs) grabs the snake while it's giving him a satanic proposition. (laughs) He puts it into the classic reptilian sleeper hold. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. (laughs) Well, I'm not done with you quite yet. When all of a sudden, from behind masks... uh, from behind Max, a burst of, of dust and pervert <laughs> just <laughs> flies up out of the ground like like a like a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's looking now he's looking down the barrel of Stephen Merchant with a with a the, another crossbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second appearance. Drink for crossbows, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And Max just realizes this this damn snake got me. It was oh. it, it was a, a classic uh, Ocean's three. <laughs> oh, I see you falling for the classic Ocean's three. That's a maneuver where I dangle a seductive snake across my sex piston and then i come out of my little spider hole and i jump up and poof you with my dust cloud and then follow it up with a one two threaten a roo with my my super sharp one crossbow bolt you're you're in trouble now you're in the hands of a dusty poiver <laughs> oh i smell sex and guzzly <laughs> All right, now no need to lose here, Ed. I uh, I just wanted to eat the snake and be on my way. No big deal. First and foremost, I'm going to need you to put down Mr. Whispers nice and gentle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Max gently sets the snake aside and it slithers back into its hell mouth. <laughs> now look. As you know, the most important thing to a pervert like me, other than nudie mags, of course, is getting sweet gasoline for my auto gyro. Oh, hi, gyro captain here, he says, spitting into his palm and extending it to Max. Pleased to make your acquaintance, partner. Max, keeping out of uh, arm's reach, both because of the clearly multiply spat upon hand, and at no point is the uh, the the crossbow not aimed directly at him. All right, Mister Man, I want you to drop that gas now. Uh, you're quick, quick enough to defeat Satan himself in a little snake body. So I bet, just like many of us, you've put a booby trap right on your gas tank of your vehicle. That'll probably give me a real hard rope burn or something as soon as I dangle my hand down in there to feel. So I want you to go in there and disarm whatever little traps and tricks you have cooked up for old Gyro Captain. Skitter right on up and get your hands on that 
the booby trap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Can't kid a kidder, right? Max walks back to uh, his gas tank and he removes the big old wad of bazooka bubble gum that he had just grossly plastered over the back of it. Ew, that wouldn't feel too good to touch. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He says he puts it back into his cheek. Really dodged a crossbow bolt on that one, didn't you? <laughs> Anyway, okay, now that now that your ride has been disarmed, I feel like I can get loose and relax a little bit. I'm going to try out them uh, Corinthian leather seats on my exposed butt cheeks. <laughs> Even though canonically the gyro captain is wearing um, almost like Shakespeareanly comical yellow uh, tights on yeah, his he, lower half. Like an extra from Xanadu. Yes. Like... There is, there is, he, he absolutely raided like the, the wardrobe for like a traveling show. Yeah. He should be like a squire who is, was awakened too early by his knight and is like (laughs) (laughs) trying to put on his clothes as he's uh, following the knight on horse. Anyway. Now, in order to keep Max, uh, from jumping him the bad way, uh, (laughs) He decides he's going to get he's going to slide into uh, Max's uh, uh, sweet V8 interceptor ass first at no point looking into the car. Mm -mm. (laughs) Never look. Never, never look. Never look. A man who utilizes animals as as both an (laughs) offensive and defensive weapon. Yeah. Never look because it ruins the sensation if you if you don't like what it is. Yeah. So cut to the inside of the car, dog just is watching all this happen, laughing to himself, puts the cigarette out, says the shit I got to put up with, <laughs> launches himself <laughs> out <laughs> of the window like a meat missile straight <laughs> at the auto gyro captain's hip and just just dislodge, just dislocates the entire leg. <laughs> high velocity kinetic impact. Oh man, in a um a, a, a pain scream worthy of Goofy himself, the gyro <laughs> captain uh, flings himself bodily across the dusty road and into the filthy dirt. <laughs> Get him off me! Get him off me! I'll do anything. I don't know what kind of fur snake you got in this car, but it's killing me. <laughs> Max chuckles to himself. <clears throat> he clicks the little keyless entry remote, and the dog stands down. <laughs> Protected by Viper. <laughs> that was the auto gyro. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Protected by dog. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um, Max suddenly has the upper hand. He pulls out the old hog leg, his sweet, sawed-off shotgun from Mad Max 1, Dawn of Mad. And (laughs) he levels it at his prone, comedically uh, uh, whimpering victim. Don't kill me, man. Don't kill me. I just wanted to steal your car and your gasoline and leave you for dead. Come on, man. Have mercy. You're lucky I understand the value of an auto gyro. 
in the value of friendship. Get in the car, you old son of a bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Put all these shackles on first. Oh. Then get in the car, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Fortunately, as soon as you become a wastelander, you get uh, awarded by the council with <laughs> your own like kinky chain leather bonded shackles. So Matt, mm-hmm. Max had all sorts of gear ready for this very moment. And he orchestrates the most bizarre Saw franchise shotgun trigger trap, which is like like um, uh, hooked up to strings and pulleys. And the end of the string, which is one side is tied to the shotgun's trigger, um, is connected to the dog's milk bone or whatever, his <laughs> chew toy. Which, okay, how did he get like a perfectly intact rubber dog bone in the post-apocalyptic world? I don't know. But so this this vigilant dog who's, I guess, hyper well-trained and understands every nuance of the situation is just holding... The bone attached to the string, attached to the trigger, which is leveled at Max's prisoner. It is like a a Rube Goldberg-esque. Like, he's had a lot of time in the car to train dog and to plan this out, and mm-hmm. it's finally coming together. He <laughs> finally gets to do it. This is Max's day in the sun. <laughs> <clears throat> Wish my other dog were alive to see this. <laughs> He just keeps looking over and then smiling to himself. He's so pleased. <laughs> good dog, good dog, says the gyro captain as they pass a wild rabbit in the bush. Uh-oh. I, I hope then, that dog's training is good enough for it not to look at a rabbit. No sooner is the rabbit hidden from view that then they drive by. It's just a whole bunch of little kittens that are all just rolling around in the ground. And a sizzler, <laughs> which is having uh, a patio seating now because it's the summertime and they're just like dropping steaks on the sidewalk left and right. <laughs> oh, a blooming onion comes to a screeching halt on the side of the highway. That's not even a sizzler product, but it's there. <laughs> Bunch of 10 year olds just whipping just tennis balls as far as they can <laughs> to nowhere. <laughs> Um, fortunately for the gyro captain, that dog is blind. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> That's what they dog, don't tell you. Dog hunts using its other senses, but has no idea what's going on outside the window. It's better this way, I think. So at this point, uh, auto gyro captain decides I, I need to, I need to boost my value. I'm, I'm feeling very close to the, to the murder me and eat me line. <laughs> He, he looks at his survival meter and he notices it's dipped into the yellow. Uh-oh. Hey, oh, oh, Max. You wouldn't want to kill your old friend Auto Jotter, Captain, would you? I mean, I, I know where there's more gas. So much more thousands of gallons of gas. It's a sea of gas. A swimming pool of gas. You could just drink gasoline for days and days. I mean, it's so close by that you might even wonder, why didn't I go get this gas? No reason at all. I was waiting for you in the ground. In the ground. Gasoline, you say, Max, uh, casts a, a, a canny, appraising look at his captive and then glances back at his gasometer where it says zero litres. Hmm, gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> 
Smash cut to the cliff of Tatooine, a.k.a. <laughs> the Wasteland. Um, the gyro captain, uh, thirsty and desperate, golems his way and shackled in front of Max, who is waving his sawed-off shotgun around like it's going out of style. <laughs> you see, you see, if you just look over the crest to this uh, this cliff, you'll see there's a whole village and an oil refinery, and it still works. <laughs> <laughs> Max takes out his shitty binoculars and he scans what appears to be a makeshift shantytown village, uh, like a circular structure built around an oil refinery, which is still pump, pump, pumping up and apparently drawing sweet oil from out of the earth, or however that works. From God's crazy monsters. <laughs> I'm a little unclear um, as to the order of events here, because when I was watching this, I saw this like crazy apocalypse town built around the refinery, and it seemed like Yahoo's driving around and screaming with their dust motorcycles and being bad and menacing. I assume that's just the bad guys, right? Just marauders. Are just yeah, menacing it, it in, uh, for fun in the day? It's like the old westerns when they would like, oh, we finally found Fort something. And it's like, and you just see it, it's just already besieged. Yeah. Uh oh. The multiplayer event has already begun and Max yeah. is late to the party. You got to hurry up and tag one of them before it ends. <laughs> I hope I can get some epic loot before this is done. Uh, yeah, um, all you gotta do is frighten away the evil army of marauders, and then everything can be yours, oh, Max, says the gyro captain. So surrounding this, 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 this tiny enclave is the full might of this, this band of, of ravagers, mm-hmm. and they are, they are doing sweet motorcycle jumps, they are doing burnouts, peel-ups, Zip offs, <laughs> doodly doos. Uh, how's your father? Uh, a, a, a reverse two seventy kick flips. Uh, two of them have rollerblades, but they're not wearing them because that's just ridiculous. They're racking up a lot of points with their tricks. <laughs> they're collecting all the Riddler trophies, <laughs> and they are nowhere near the walls of this actual enclave which is well defended with uh, flamethrowers. They've got gasoline, so... Yeah, so for a world where gasoline is the most precious juice, these bandits are wasting a lot of fuel. Yes, they are just having too much fun. There's other ways to intimidate a community other than, than like, showing off for your friends uh, how long you can hold a wheelie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like a... It's, it's like a, a the mix between a, a smash up derby and a rodeo that they're just doing in front. Like if we just do an, if I just spin over and over, it's going to drive them mad. They'll give up. They, they don't want any of this. They can't take it. They're book people. You know, I'm kicking, I'm kicking up too much dust. They've got to get to bed, but oh, too much racket. No. <laughs> Suddenly Max C is out of the butt of the village Three shitty sedans uh, piloted by terrified villagers trying to make a break for it for some reason. 
Um, but guess what? <laughs> Bad timing. Yeah, it's it's uh, something that we learned back in uh, uh, medieval Europe that once the entire army is camped in front of the castle, it's the worst time to try to run out the front and get away. <laughs> yeah. So these motocross maniacs chase two of the cars off into the distance, uh, but they are able to pounce on one of the vehicles and flip it over for no reason. <laughs> it's just, it just just asses out. <laughs> yep. Now, it's important. I don't know if you noticed this in the captioning because I, I didn't audibly hear it, but mm -hmm. you hear the the the, the leader of all these ravagers screaming over loudspeakers and um they uh, some contingent of his warband were known as the gay boy uh the what, what were they called i think this is worth a quick google <laughs> Gay boy berserkers Gay are boy former berserkers. police officers as indicated by their helmets, name tags and even vehicles. Gay boy berserkers. I mean, you know, the the leather stuff, the assless chaps. I don't I don't know if you could call that like innuendo. But <laughs> yeah, it, it it does not quite meet the threshold of an innuendo. No. And I can't tell whether it's supposed to be an insult to this contingent or like an honorific because they're berserkers. That's that's not nothing. And I don't know if like 1980s Australia was like uh, progressive enough to be like, yeah, I call myself gay boy. It's what I'm into. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're wondering, like, I know we've painted an excellent picture of what all these different raiders look like, but just remember, gay boy berserkers are a different class of villain <laughs> than the general marauders, uh, spike cops, for anyone... rot clown, <laughs> I mean, nail drinker. Oh, you know, you know what? It actually does go deeper than that. Uh, I think that there is also a uh, uh, a category called the Smegma Crazies. <laughs> the Smegma Crazies. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm not going to read this while we're recording, but there's an article called Smegma Crazies: Gay Boys and the Golden Youth that is about uh, the Road Warrior. Okay, so. <laughs> There's a loud horsing off happening in front of the enclave. That's right. Um, the bad guys uh, shoot some crossbow bolts into a, an average-looking guy, and they just straight-up assault group murder, like, one of the only women in the movie. Yep. You know, so I'm, I'm really torn about this because I don't like seeing sexual assault in film or anywhere for that matter i think like i think that society's conditioned us to watch murder and like torture and like not not feel it too much but like sexual assault is i find very disturbing as do um, i <laughs> good that's yeah. the only answer <laughs> yeah it is it truly is um but in the first mad max there was, like, the implication that the bad guys did that to a couple. Uh -huh. um, 
you know, the, the, the girl was all upstairs. messed up and traumatized when the good guys found her, and the guy had, like, red makeup on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> kind of there implying was... they had... <laughs> Yeah. They had experimented with his butthole. <laughs> there was some buggery. But in this one, they're just like a little more grossly gratuitous. And it's just icky. It's it's kind of that clockwork orange ickiness. That is ex- when you that is exactly what I was thinking. I was like clockwork orange. Same thing. I feel like there was a note from the first movie where somebody just said, yeah, but what if they were more breasts? Yeah. And he was like, I'll give them to you, mate, but you won't want them. I'll make you regret that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's this, like, inelegantly executed moment where it doesn't really make a point. Um, and it, it, it lingers too long to be just something that doesn't make a point. So, you know, a swing and a miss yeah. <laughs> from the road warrior on that. Um, anyway, these marauders are being mean to daughters and, <laughs> and uh they're just they're just being real beefheads to these poor villagers oh man <clears throat> that's gonna be us if we're not careful says the gyrocopter pilot looking through his comically long pirate spyglass that he's brought and just like zooming in on the uh, the poor ravaged woman's exposed tatas yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a good three to four feet long of polished brass, eighteen sixties and nautical uh, navigational equipment that he's got, and uh, yeah, he's terrified, but he's also chained to a log. There's not much to be done for it, and Mad Max has his crew has, has built a base camp on top of this overlook that no one has noticed, and he's just hanging out up there. Yeah, he's. He's watching for any changes, any... Uh, yeah. He's looking for weaknesses. He's gotten full stakeout. He's going to get that, gaz- that gasoline. He's going to get a taste of it. Maxi needs his taste. Yeah. He does need it. He also t- eats a lot of dog food in this movie, which I didn't realize was like a... That's a right. Point. Yeah. Um, Max looks down at the disarray and uh, gyro captain uh, looking pleadingly at his captor uh, you know captain is obviously tied to a log but max could go and and help those people but max kicks up his boots he pops a smooth can of dingus dog dog food open <laughs> dinky do like dog food and you think he's going to offer it to dog but nope <laughs> this is man food yeah. And he starts, and he savors that can. He's like, "Oh, this is hitting just right." He's going to town on that 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 just sluice of brown. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? He says, and he offers the can to the dog. Oh, take that, gyrocopter captain, lower than a dirty dog. Which sets up a good amount of animosity between dog and gyro captain. That already, I mean, from the get, from the hip strike. Mm-hmm. There can only be one best friend to Max. <laughs> um, dog uh, spits some chewing tobacco into the nearly empty can of dog food and then just condescendingly rolls it across the dirty <laughs> earth to Gyro Captain. Hey, you hungry, mister? <laughs> Gyro Captain, who also does have 
a like comedy comically large like uh, Pee Wee Herman size wooden spoon that he keeps. In his <laughs> he does bust out this huge spoon mm-hmm. that wouldn't even fit in a can. Um, but no, there's there's not enough to fill a spoon. Well, further building on th- my pet theory that the snake is Lucifer, when you sup with the devil, you need to bring a long spoon. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. We'll see more tips and tricks of how to spot Satanism in movies as this episode <laughs> continues. Flash cut to the site of the hurting. Max uh, uses stealth mode and walks in a crouch, uh, gaining experience points, adding to his stealth attribute. Um, and he finds one marauder left behind who's just swollen and drunk on rampage, just dizzy with his own uh, filthy sinfulness. His own oh. shin pads are becoming uncomfortably tight because his legs are swollen with with the rampage. Oh, what a good rampage session. I hope no one comes and murders me. <laughs> Knock, knock, motherfucker, says Rax. Oh! <laughs> yeah. It makes no attempt to cry out, just just the stun like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> Max does a stealth takedown. <laughs> he chooses Renegade and just snaps the man's neck. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> um, Max surveys the dead body, nothing he can do there, and then sees the... Um, horribly mauled body of the man um, sort of pseudo-crucified against what else? The wreckage of a car engine. Oh, mister, mister, they got me bad. Ooh, it stings. (laughs) Oh, them bolts. Them bolts. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mad Max, uh... (laughs) Pulls the bolts out. Ow, ow! Shoulders the guy. Gah! And decides, uh, you, you'll want to take it in. To get, I'm going to get a whiff of that gas. <laughs> and uh, takes him, drives him up to the front of the, uh, the, the, what are we calling that again? I've been calling it the village. You could call village. it the, the enclave, the camp, yeah. the survivor's donut. <laughs> Takes it up to the to, to the heavily fortified front gate, uh, slinging his 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 pistol belt and uh, fly fly swatter stabber and uh, <laughs> his spurs jingle jangle. Um, he's he's holding this bloody mess of a man on, on one shoulder and every weapon that he thinks will convince them that he's not a threat in the other. Um. So they they come out to to get their friend uh, and are instantly disgusted by him. <laughs> Ew, smelly. I don't know if, how popular football was in Australia, or at least it, maybe it, it exploded in the lead up to the apocalypse. But there's a lot of top quality shoulder pads mm-hmm. um, in the so- enclave. Somebody worked at Play It Again Sports before uh, the bombs fell. Yep. And, and they that, said... that uh, cashier may have just been 
Papagayo. Papagayo. Papagayo, right. the self-styled leader of the survivors camp. This um, blonde man, just uh, weathered by a, a lifetime of living in the Australian sun, uh, looks down on this new threat to his uh, flock. All right, that's close enough, mate. <laughs> what do you want about? I've got uh, I got a deal with his sack of meat. Or he said I could have as much petrol as I could drink, shove it in my gullet, and <laughs> fill my car, and fuck right off. So, is this sack of guts? I'll have that guess and be out of your hair within the era. A Norwegian ski catalog model brandishing the headband of a 1980s warrior woman and uh, a crossbow uh, levels her deadly bolt right down at Max from from the wall that she stands upon. I do not trust this man, Papagayo. He must be one of the riders. I mean, she looks like she does. 1980s ski poster. Or oh, reckon you might be onto something there, Benatar. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, says uh, an old English teacher. I think that we should trust him. I mean, he brought back Ralph Julio, our dear friend who is going out to to, to get uh, water supplies, etc. Uh, you know, we should hear what he has to say, and he's so handsome. Listen, I brought him back here. Go ahead. Fix him up, he'll explain everything. How him and I made a deal, how you can't back out on it. All you need to do is have him vouch for me. There you go. I'll be over here sitting on a barrel. Sniffing gears. <laughs> Max looks at the completely senseless, unconscious face of the man who he's asked to vouch for him. A little fly lands on the man's open eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Negotiations are going so well. Matt Max sits on a barrel with a comically large white X painted across it, and suddenly, kapwang, he is snagged up in an Ewok rope net trap. Whoa! <laughs> a small feral child crawls out from under a tarp and starts sk- screaming "yub nub" over and over. <laughs> oh, Didi! <laughs> Ah, uh, we now have encountered the, uh, the, not the last, but the first of many real fucking oddities in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The feral boy who's a little, like, caveman style, I don't know, seven-year-old, Dave, I don't know kids' ages. How old do you think this kid is? I think that's about right. Uh, he's uh, nonverbal mm-hmm. and... Um... A he's, prolific digger. He's Just got, r- he's got an excellent caveman mullet. Yep. Um, and, uh, like, uh, you know, leather loincloth, kind of UGG boots, and also a, a stainless steel, polished as the day star itself, death grade boomerang weapon, which, you know, for an Australian film. The, in Mad Max series, this is the first time I've seen a boomerang. Right. And and I I mean, that's how you know it's the future. That mm. it's like now it's made of like triple tanium or mm-hmm. something. It's it, it's it's made it, out of vibranium. Yes, it is. And he's got he even has like they 
they they cover it with like he's covered in like rabbit pelts, but he's also got like a a chainmail glove. Oh yeah, yeah, like a falconer, but yeah, with chainmail. Yeah, that's his. That's his. They call that one the catchy catchy. And his other hands throwy throwy. <laughs> that's right. Never mix, mix them up. up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like '80s action movies were really into the idea of. Um, sharp weapons that you would throw that would return to you, a la Odd Job from James Bond. Or Although, Crawl. I guess Odd Job was 60s, right? 60s yeah. or 70s? Okay. Or Maybe Crawl. Crawl, the glaive. <laughs> L- lest we forget Crawl. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it? <laughs> <clears throat> and even though I cannot vouch for this moment existing... I would put money down that at some point in a Conan movie, he's thrown a bladed weapon that's returned to him probably in Masters of the Universe as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beastmaster. Hmm. Okay. He's got like a, a weird flip slip. F- flip phone. Yeah, he's got a flip phone. <laughs> he's ahead a of the curve. <laughs> nice. And I would also like to point out that the, the beauty of it being an Australian film is that if it was an American movie the character we will now refer to exclusively as Benatar uh-huh. would be way more important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. When I saw her, I mean, she's let's, let's just call it out here. You get real with us. This lady was probably cast for her beauty and not for her acting ability because so very few people in this movie were cast for their acting ability. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she obviously has an axe to grind with Max from the very get-go. It starts off as a real Kate Petruchio dynamic, and I fully expected them to fall in love before the end of the film. Spoiler alert, doesn't happen. They barely speak to each other. <laughs> she's, she's around. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, keep you po- we'll keep you posted as she pops up. She's just one of the community, which, yeah. in a way, is refreshing. She's it not- is objectified she's just another grunt <laughs> she is on equal footing with uh o- old man war vet <laughs> yeah <laughs> who is the who's the um the colonel in mash clean you no, no, colonel. Colonel. it's the only colonel <clears throat> I know. that's all right it escapes me but uh, no, not even cut from the same cloth. I guess they're different character types. Anyway, <laughs> let's stop focusing on that. Um. Oh, if only this were an Ewok village, at least Mad Max would have some c- cute little half-wookies to look at. But as he's uh, dragged by the feral boy through the sliding open quote-unquote gate, it's actually just a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max is just raked across the rough Australian hard pan and into the center of Village X, <laughs> where where the the mean and wary villagers level all of their sharp items at him just in case. Now, if you thought there was a war between the village and the Ravagers, ho, 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 wait till you see the 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 village council. <laughs> argue with him there there was a war going on inside the walls as well now but, as an english teacher i believe that this young man is good looking and young and so we should uh, give him all the guzzling he wants and look at him 
As a literature teacher, I say we murder him right away. <laughs> Forthwith! <laughs> Quiet, Utov. <laughs> As the surfing instructor, I, I just want to know, man, are you chill? I want to know, as the football coach, who the hell keeps taking all my shoulder pads? I can't field a team without any gear. As the um, resident herpetologist, I would like to say uh, that uh, Max is displaying um, an acquiescence posture right now, which is indicative that he might not have killed our friend Robert Jaul or whatever his name was that I assigned earlier. Not me, Mark. As the um, uh, assistant vice principal of this town, uh, I just think we should all take a deep breath. I think that we probably, instead of having this debate, should have more immediately said about the medical needs of our uh, beloved uh, jazz band instructor who did <laughs> attempt to escape and has been brought back by this unwieldy leather daddy. Um, because I don't feel like Mr. Florsham is breathing anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and my name's Crane Pelvis. Um, as you as you can see, the uh, atomic war destroyed my legs, and so now um, I'm winched around the village at a, some sort of an aerial crane that you never ever really see. Well, it's kind of magic. I'm like a Peter Pan theatrical production. I'm another one of these just inexplicable Mad Max characters. Yeah, I'm also the village engineer and mechanic. Let's let's hear out what Max has to say. I remember, Crane Pelvis. Like I said, I had to deal with that guy, and as soon as he tells you, do you have any shaman? Anyone who could <laughs> pierce the veil? Maybe just get a message from that. Why, I haven't seen a salmon since the oceans dried up, <laughs> says the Groucho Marx impressionist. <laughs> oh, you, says Papagayo. No, we don't have a shaman, but um, <clears throat> uh, we do have this very harrowed, sensitive young man who's, I don't know, girlfriend, life partner, went out with R Robert Jaul. <laughs> Robert Julia on that scavenging hunt. <coughs> I think he should interrogate the suspect. Where's my girlfriend? Is she okay? Uh, yeah, she's fine. If by that you mean <laughs> beyond the touch of mortal harm, uh, she was killed eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the sensitive young man uh, takes himself to the tallest place he can find, which is on top of the school bus, and throws himself off into the village square, not killing himself, but just really knocking the wind out of himself. Oh, I am fortune's fool. <laughs> Papagayo gives the best medical attention available to the uh, the wounded man that Max brought in, which is... Three odd kicks with a boot. If he doesn't call me a cunt, he's dead. <laughs> now wait just a minute. I had a deal with that dead man, and he, he promised me uh, all the gasoline I can carry in exchange for bringing it back. So we had a deal. We had a deal. Oh, that's it's a solid point you make. Uh, just a moment. 
thump, thump, thump. Ah, I don't hear any cunt. So looks like <laughs> looks like you don't have a deal with anybody but a bag of meat. But good news, still our prisoner, and we're going to take your car, and uh, it's that. Fuck. Max says, he um, pulls out his uh, his two-way radio from his pocket. This is Max the dog. Max the dog. <laughs> I'm in over my head, old buddy. I need, I need evac as soon as possible. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> dog says, while holding a milk bone in his mouth, <laughs> very precariously uh, uh, wired into a... a crazy shotgun apparatus pointed at the gyro captain. <laughs> Suddenly beep 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 gave <laughs> the backing up of uh, p- pelvis this is, what's his name? <laughs> crane, crane pelvis? Crane pelvis is four ton 268 horsepower wheelchair slowly back into the area. <laughs> That's a V8 interceptor. That's the best call it's ever been. It's the last one. <laughs> Follow me for more exposition. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, but you better not uh, touch it with your greasy mitts. I, I'm gonna. I, I've been driving in that car for 15 years, <laughs> ever since I left my wife and kid, who are still alive canonically. <laughs> this isn't just a muff movies thing. Ah, uh, that'd be a real shame if somebody took. You giant bowl of bubble gum, and he. No. You realize, oh man, Crane Pelvis knows every trick in the book, and he's not afraid <laughs> to touch anything. <laughs> That's right. You don't get to be Crane Pelvis just by sitting on your laurels. <laughs> uh, before the the Jawas can totally deconstruct Max's car for parts. Um, a, a horrible cacophony of orcs uh, is heard from over the horizon. We see, uh-oh, it's the the hell army of crazy ragtag metal tooth raiders driving back towards the village. The um, evil, evil, intimidating goons stop short uh, of the, the village gates and a real up, up till this point you might think wow i've seen some homoerotic outfits <laughs> but no we're the, the, this movie's been holding out on you <laughs> it's davy cockett <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know who you're thinking about. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. We see none other than Lord Humongous. Charles Sparkly. I don't know if they I don't know if they pronounce it that way, but they spell humongous incorrectly. Yeah. Like humongous. Anyway, he's a guy who like calls his army stuff like the Schmegma Cowboys and yeah, stuff, he's... so I, we can't expect too much. <laughs> He's just going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, Lord Humongous is a big, beefy, like, muscle-bound, bodybuilding man, just oiled up, wearing, like, little skimpy leather briefs, a bondage harness, and, like, a full-face metal mask. And a, he's and a the vain prototype. Cervical neck brace. Like, he's injured his neck at some point. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <coughs> He's afraid of vampires. That's the one thing Lord Humongous fears. He doesn't have any pants to keep a wooden stake down, so he's... Like, I mean, even if it's not the apocalypse, if you're just out in Australia, you gotta wear more than that, because you're gonna get a real bad sunburn. And it, or at least be bitten by some insect. There, and there is some implication that there's like a, a sloth sort of situation going on under the mask. Um, oh, there, there's really? A few, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Some camera angles where he's got kind of a pulsating head with wisp hair. You're talking Goonies sloth. Yeah, not the arboreal animal that everyone <laughs> loves. Um, yeah. Lord Humongous, like, obviously can really fuck somebody up in a fist fight, which I'm sure we'll see in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Yeah. He could be, he could be a 600-pound, like, shut-in and it would not matter for the events of this film. Yeah. I'm trying to think as if there's a scene where he's not in his one-man war wagon. You know what? Um, later in the movie, he's giving an intimidation speech in a montage from atop a hill. Oh, there it is. And he's standing. Other than yeah, that. War wagon. War wagon. Uh, so it's Bane, basically. Yeah, it's it's Kinky Bane, which is weird because I thought Bane was Kinky Bane. Right. <laughs> um, but even more bizarrely, this very intimidating character rolls up with his whole crew of uh, evil Rough Riders, and the man he has elected to be the speaker the, the for this army of the coming doom. Yes, is Davy Cockett. This <laughs> Davy Cockett. This guy, I think he's wearing assless chaps, um, but his leathers are much more like Deadwood and less BDSM club. And I think he's wearing some sort of dead animal as a hat. Yeah. But it's not intimidating. No, no, it's it, it's like he's got like bug eye glasses and he's just festooned with like hood ornaments mm -hmm. in in the in the rough approximation of some sort of military like metals maybe I, maybe that's what yes. he was going for in a different era he would have been played by rick moranis yeah. and if it were 10 years after that he would have been played by drew carey just or uh the guy who plays uh bubbles from trailer park boys maybe i'm unfamiliar with trailer park boys in spite of its extensive library yeah, it's, there you can't you cannot swing a, a dead animal hat without hitting some trailer park boys in the world um, yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He is Rick Moranis all day long. Just worse man for the job. If your job is to be the speaker for an, in a fascistic army, yeah. an, an unspeakable army of of ravaging lunatics, and this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so we see I don't know what Scuzz, whatever, <laughs> whatever the speaker's name is. Um, and he cups his hands together because he doesn't have a loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, that that is a uh, honor reserved only for Lord Humongous. He's got a PA system. <laughs> yeah. Attention, uh, villagers! The Lord Humongous has uh, uh, graced you with his uh, unctuous presence, 
and you um, shall be given the blessing of his accursed wrath. Open your gate and submit your bodies for flagellation. We will uh, drink heavily of your oil and gasoline, and uh, perhaps if he is in the vein, your lives will be spared. This is the will of Lord Humongous and his army. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to these satisfied customers. And then what rolls up are like three different Ravager vehicles with the captives, the people who tried to escape earlier, duct taped and wrapped and dog leashed to the front in various states of misery or maybe not being alive. Tough to tell. Yeah, this is like a pseudo-crucifixion status where they're they're just unhappy. And guess what, folks? It never gets any better for those guys. <laughs> they, they are furniture from this point yeah. forward. They, As the movie progresses, they become less and less characters and more hood ornaments. Yeah, they, they, um, again, spoilers, those folks aren't leaving those cars. <laughs> Can't waste a crossbow no, bolt. There is there is no daring late night uh, rescue operation mounted. Not not even any debate given to it. They are dead from the moment they left the enclave. The villagers uh, cower and flower <laughs> with fear blossoms um, as they hear um, underneath the hessian sack one of the still living prisoners tethered to the front of a vehicle. It says, don't bargain with them. Uh, spit in their eye. Uh, you can't reason with these monsters. Hey, shut up, says Wes. And he punches the man squar in the nuts. Hoof. <laughs> <laughs> to which, uh, at this point, a scurrying sound is uh, not heard by anyone and is largely ignored as uh, the feral child uh, who I keep thinking of as Chaka from the Land of the Lost, um, <laughs> scurries up. He just tunnels up uh, out of the ground, mm -hmm. takes a quick look around, decides he doesn't like the sniff of these guys, pulls out his uh, his Tritanium boomerang and just lets fly. Few, 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 few! Aerobie style. Yeah, and Wes sees it coming, is confused by it, angry at it but knows enough to duck <laughs> that's a boomerang i haven't seen one of those for for years i forgot we were in australia <laughs> uh, but uh, uh so while wes is uh sniffing the ground trying to avoid getting emboomerated uh not so for uh davy golden boy <laughs> davy oh yeah golden boy catches it what, what is that, my lieber Herr? <laughs> is... <laughs> Did you see the sparkle thing into the air? <laughs> oh, no. Um, the golden boy's head is cut clean from his body. Yeah. It's... It probably didn't go down that way, but that's the way I want it. In a different age, it would have been cleft in twain. <laughs> yes. It was George Romero'd right off of his <laughs> neck. And the bloody boomerang returns to the feral boy's catchy hand. Yeah, he uses his smart catchy hand, but he is not done. Mm -hmm. he, he thinks, hey, as long as as long as there's heads sticking up above ground, I've got work to do. 
So once again, drawing back, whipping it forward. At this point, Davy Cockett not having it. Don't worry, man. I've got this one. <laughs> he reaches out and we hear, um, I believe I can fly by that uh, sex offender. <laughs> Everything goes slow motion. And Wes's uh, stubby, sausage-like digits close around the vibranium boomerang, which shears them clean off. Ah! Five little Indians, <laughs> five little geysers of blood sploot out of his hand, and he sucks on his whole knuckle. Owie, owie, owie. Joke's on you. I'm left-handed. <laughs> and he scurries off back to receive top-quality medical care from the War Bands medic tent. Oh, no. That's another five fingers I won't be sucking on, <laughs> says Lord Humongous to himself. <laughs> um, Somebody bring me the head of that feral boy, what? <laughs> <laughs> the boy disappears into the spider hole from whence he came. You know, I don't know if it's an Australian thing or just a fantastical movie thing. But this is the second occasion in this film where we see, like, an uncanny use of underground hole-digging technology uh, working perfectly for the person who's using it. I think the most impressive is Gyro Captain's, like, spider-hole dust cloud surprise. Yeah, I, I wonder how long—I mean, it's not like he was next to the highway. Like, how long was he just waiting there? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like Gyro Captain has an underground little hutch that he chills out in in the daytime to avoid that harsh sun. <laughs> yeah, more of an evening predator. I'm I'm what you call more of a night stalker. Yeah, I because <clears throat> he has to, unless he's like watching, seeing him approach, and he's got his whole prep, so he's like a like one of those spiders. He can just jump in there, wiggle his limbs, yeah. and it all just fills in over. Him. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. Lord uh, Humongous, all horrified by what he's seen, less uh, less fingers for the fun bus. Um. <laughs> You listen to me, village. <laughs> I, I'm going to get that gas. I'll, I'm going to give you a day to just fuck off. You, you got you got one day. Leave. And I promise I won't just run up and kill you. <laughs> I, you have 24 hours to make any sort of conniving plans you might be devising to combat me. And then my men will invade your village. <laughs> I, I didn't hear what he said. I, I don't know how it ends. By the uh, ancient rites of the ravager clans of the Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> upon which... Uh, Bloomin' Onion Brigade! <laughs> upon which our society is based. Uh, we give you 24 hours to... <coughs> Then, then just leave. You just leave. And although it is entirely our modus operandi to run down anyone we find and take everything from them, uh, we won't this time. <laughs> We're making a deal. 
Men, he turns to his army, and everybody puts their right hand behind their back and crosses their <laughs> index finger over their pinky. Mm-hmm. They all say as one, <laughs> nodding their heads. One muffled, ow, from Davy <laughs> I, I guess I wasn't a lefty all along. <laughs> Joke's on me. Smash, <laughs> smash cut. Immediately afterward, in the interior of the village, the villagers are having a real democratic bicker over whether to stay or to go. <laughs> Not very good. Okay. I get it. <coughs> you, all you right, all right, villagers. Out, though, so, you, you know, chronologically, yeah. you're on time. <laughs> all right, villagers, it's me, Papagayo. <laughs> We all remember my name. I'm the leader of the village. And uh, I say we got to stand our ground. We have, uh, what, five uh, crossbows and uh, three cars and a bus. Um, and we've got grit. And this is our land. I mean, it's not ours. Technically, it was owned by an oil company. And then we just kind of squatted here and made our own little place. But it's our place. And, uh, you know, oil... It's very important to us, even though we don't really drive. We're not nomadic. We don't go anywhere, but it's a, it's the principal thing, goddammit. Uh, yes, I'm the uh, uh, literature teacher, and uh, I, I say we uh, leg it. Uh, we just, just give it up. Give it up, fuck off. Give it to him, and just trust that nothing should happen to us, and we just walk into the desert without any possessions it's it's better than the alternative um hello i am a norwegian scandinavian model uh as a warrior woman who is very mad at max i just want you to know that um I want to fight at all times, but the, to stay here is a death trap. So we should find a way to escape and take the oil with us. Um, hi, resident herpetologist, <laughs> Mary Gygax. Um, basically, uh, the tortoise uh, has a lesson to teach us all, which is that it can uh, withstand several attacks uh, from more powerful uh, predators if it just shelters in place and plays dead. Um, I believe that if we hide inside the giant tanker of oil, uh, we can remain alive for six to eight days. Folks, I ain't gonna lie to you. We are third and long on our own second yard line. It's me, uh, football <laughs> coach again. Uh, I'm willing to share out as many helmets, groin protectors, and uh, of course, <laughs> I'd, I'd offer your shoulder pads if you hadn't already taken them all. Uh, but these guys are coming at us in a straight nickel defensive formation now. We can get cut right up in the middle. We put four up on the line, take a hard stance, and we can drive them back. We can get that first down. Now, in our situation, that is of no value to us. Uh, we will simply be murdered. Uh, so I, I, I think we, uh, I, I vote we just, we just quit this game. We just, uh, let the refs have it. And, uh, you know, we play again next week. We just, uh, we just keep our eyes on playoffs. 
Um, hi, point of order. Uh, cr- <laughs> crane. <laughs> crane pelvis here. Descending from the clouds to weigh in with my expert assessment. Uh, um, basically, uh, even if we wanted to keep this precious oil, uh, we'd, we would have to find some sort of a 18-wheeler rig to transport it. Where are we gonna fi- find the rig of that magnitude? <laughs> the uh, Scandinavian ski model dabs at, <laughs> at Crane Pelvis's mouth. Uh, the green ooze slowly trickling down from it. Yeah, three of the, uh, Thank you, the darling. Uh, other assembled villagers also try to surreptitiously <clears throat> wipe spittle off of their face and foreheads <laughs> where it landed. Just trying to be polite. <laughs> Max, however, his eyes uh, his eyes perk up <laughs> at, at that mention of of need. Or oh, reckon it's something old Maxie could probably do. So he uh, he casually Gua! the entire village says and turns to him. Yeah, he's he's already casually uh, thrown off his shackles. He picked the lock and he spits one of the handcuffs out. <laughs> and... uh, Ding. Just saunters up thumbs hooked over his belt buckle framing his groin with his hands real pelvis forward slow saunter (laughs) i can get you a truck i saw i saw a right pretty truck not two days with a bloater in it oh no a bloater (laughs) says the gyro captain reading lips through his spyglass from the cliff far in the distance (laughs) <laughs> Those are one of my least favorite villain types from the Left for Dead franchise. You remember those video games, dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into cool stuff like sports and making out with girls. Oh, m- oh me too. <laughs> I just played on the Wii U, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the village. I'd like to believe that when the when it does cut back to the... the, the gyro captain now he's like brushing all the dog's hair like they've entered into some sort of very loving relationship you want to tell ghost stories as the sun sets that'd be nice (laughs) i'm gonna call you dog